As the Buccaneers are being introduced from Tampa Stadium. Incredible. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the first ever episode of the new and improved Cannon Fire Podcast. Here on YouTube and iTunes, I am your host, Rhett, joined alongside my favorite co-host, Mr. Evan. And we are here today to introduce you to this brand new show and bring you some of the best Bucks coverage on the internet because that's the way we roll around here. Evan, introduce yourself, man. Let's get this show started here. How is everybody doing tonight? It's Evan, uh, a.k.a. Uh, most of you will probably know me as Bucks Football, the number one Buccaneers fan page uh, on Instagram. Follow the page, you know, uh, at Bucks Football. Uh, the story was here that uh, I created uh, the podcast, and uh, it went well for a, a couple months. And uh, I was uh, fortunately able to uh, to uh, be able to uh, agree to, to do the show with Rhett now. So we're able to, to put it on iTunes and a, a, a few other media platforms. So very excited about it. Yes, guys, bringing it back from the dead. Not that it died anyways. The Bucks will never die. That was cheesy. <laughs> Anyways, let's get started on a brand new great show here today, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember to subscribe if you are on iTunes and YouTube. And let's jump right into it. Our first show here, we're going to be taking a look at how the team did in training camp and a little bit of a preview of preseason coming up as we get ready for our game against Cincinnati. So, Evan, I know you're the guy you've been following training camp more than absolutely anyone has, at least anyone that I know. Uh, We're going to start off talking about maybe some standout players from training camp that you noticed and we'll talk about maybe how they'll develop, hopefully, in the preseason as we get ready for week one against Miami. Well, I mean, um, I, I think that uh, Deshaun Jackson has, has come a, as advertised. Um, I think that his explosiveness is definitely shown. Uh, people definitely know that, that, that he's, uh, he's there. Uh, and, and it's making, it's making uh, the cornerbacks uh, better, too, uh, Vernon Hurries. Uh, a couple like the first call practices said that you know it was tough to, to match up with his speed because they weren't used to it. So Deshaun Jackson would definitely be one for me. Um, and obviously, I don't think I trust Deshaun when he says you know you won't see much from him in the preseason. He's a veteran. He's a professional. He knows uh, he's going to make uh, that. The, even if some fans may not like it, he's going to make the business decision and uh, not go as hard as in the preseason. And honestly, the Bucks don't need him to go hard in the preseason. Dirk Cutter does not want him to be going hard for three games or four games and then just fall flat in the regular season. Dirk Cutter doesn't doesn't care if they go 0-4 and, and lose 56 and nothing in the preseason every game. He wants his team to come out and be prepared for week one in Miami. Um, another guy I'm going to name is... Um, Tight end camera break. I mean, you know, this guy. Everybody thought when OJ Howard was drafted that that camera break would just fall, you know, down the depth chart, and that's not the case. I knew it wasn't the case. Um, this, see, the thing is, a lot of people were asking me on Instagram um, after the pick. Well, what does this mean for break? And I, I told him, Dirk Cutter likes to run a two tight end set, meaning that he would have one running one running back, two wide receivers, and two tight ends. He wanted to run it this past season, but unfortunately, Austin Safarian Jenkins was out after two games and gone from the team. So he really couldn't. So now the opportunity with Howard and Bray, they'll both get equal reps. 
Um, right now, I think Bray will be the starter. Uh, so I, I, I to see good things from Brayton is not um, easily the best on the team. So, I mean, that's even better than Winston to Evans. Um, let's and, see. And uh, sorry to interrupt really quick, but, you know, you had done a live stream the other day and we were sitting down talking nothing but training camp. And a really hot topic that a lot of people had brought up was that battle for the starting safety position. Uh, who's going to be the starting two for safety? And you were pretty settled. You had said uh, Tandy and Conti, correct? Yeah, yeah. I, I said Chris Conti and, and Keith Tandy. I think, uh, I think those two, those two are going to be the starters. Um, unless Ivy, although JJ Wilcox has looked impressive, um, he could start some point or in the year. I, I, I don't see Justin Evans starting at all this year. Um, that I mean, he's going to get on the field, but I just don't see him being a starter at all this year. And and that that's not what the Bucks need from him right now. They the, fortunately the Bucks are in a position now to where they can potentially almost like stash a player. They can draft him and put him down the depth depth chart for him to learn because they are pretty solid now on defense. They don't need a player to come in. And make an impact like they did two, three years ago with Mike Evans, Jameis Winston, etc. Um, now they just need a guy like it's it's almost similar to what they did with Rondé Barber. Rondé Barber did not play very much his first year or so, maybe even his second year. He didn't play that much, but when he did, he was ready, ready for his moment, and he seized it. So the Buccaneers are hoping that it's the same thing with Justin Evans. But as of now, uh, Keith Hanning, Chris Condi are your two starting safeties. And you're looking at Justin Evans, you know, from a younger point of view, and kind of like they did with Rondé Barber, you had said their first year, they have got, believe it or not, they got a good amount of experience to look up to with Keith Tandy, been on the Bucks for a number of years, Chris Conte, who seems to be improving over training camp, regardless, he's been there before. And you look at J.J. Wilcox, the brand new sign over the past offseason, coming from Dallas, how do you think he's going to fit into this whole situation uh, with the safeties here? You think he'll get a lot of play time this year? JJ, uh, I, I think that he is. I, it all really depends. I, I think it, it's going to be uh, a big factor once they put the pads on and uh, the real pads and, and, and play a football game like they're going to do Friday um, in Cincinnati for the first time. Um, I, I think that um, they, they they like JJ. I know they like him, but the, the thing that why the reason I say it's going to be the biggest factor when they actually play the game is. Wilcox is known for his hitting, um, and the Bucks have, have not really been hitting that much in practice. And um, we'll, we'll see where where Wilcox lands. If, you know, he's been showing that that ball hawking ability uh, early on in, in training camp. So if he keeps that up in training camp and in the preseason, he very well could take Keith Tanny or Chris Conti's spot. However, I want to touch on the one thing I said about hitting. What I'm interested to see, and I'm going to touch on this a little bit more later when we go into preseason, um, I want to see how this team tackles. This team has not been tackling in in, in training camp. You're talking they, you're talking they, one they, on one open field tackling, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I'm just talking about how can this team, with Jeremy Hill or somebody goes to the outside, how is and Levante David has a chance at him. Is he gonna? Is he? Is his tackling where it needs to be right now? And right. you know, there may be a few rust. They may miss a few tackles here and there, but they're they're not tackling. I and that, I don't, that's, that's something I don't get. And that's that's been a hole in our defense for a number of years. And our defense has looked great. Our defense has had numbers. They've put up numbers. But every single year, there's always one play, one or two plays, maybe a game, 
where it'll just be wide open tackling one-on-one and someone's there and doesn't get the job done. We've seen that for a number of years. So I'm there with you. It'd be kind of cool to see if they are working on that and how it would progress, uh, especially when it comes into a lot of new talent on the rushing board in the NFC South. You got AP on the Saints now, Christian McCaffrey coming out looking good for New, um, not New England. What am I talking about? Carolina. So we'll see how that goes, but I agree with you there. I'd like to see a little more tackling as well. Yeah, and I mean, a guy like Justin Evans who needs practice tackling. That that's what if, if he was a if he was a solid tackler, a pure tackler, he would have been a top fifteen, top twenty pick. But his tackling is so bad. Um, it, it really is bad. And and Dirk Cutter even said at a press conference, I, I believe last week, that uh that they're eager to, to see uh Justin being able to to really start to tackle and stuff because they want to work on that with him. But I just don't see how you can improve tackling if you don't practice tackling. Like, right. How are you going to improve? Uh, you know, uh, it's with anything, any sport or any any sort of thing you do. How are you going to improve at something if you don't practice it? And hopefully, it's something that we could also get a little more look on uh, on HBO's Hard Knocks. As you guys know, the show debuted a few days ago. Evan, I know you caught the episode. I have yet to watch it. We've got it on demand, but I just haven't checked it out yet. Uh, what did you think of Hard Knocks, the first episode, and you know what we've seen from that and the focus that they're going to take on this training camp and the rest of the season? Well, uh, Hard Knocks has been good. I, I really enjoyed the first episode. Um, I'm not going to give away too much uh, for, for you and, and the other listeners that um, – that maybe listen to this that haven't seen it yet and and want to see it, but it, it was very enjoyable. They uh, they really highlighted James Winston, uh, highlighted Deshaun Jackson, um, did a pretty good piece on Jeremy McNichols, the rookie. Uh, Jeremy McNichols actually has some pretty uh, interesting ties with Snoop Dogg, so they they they, uh, they they talk about that a little bit. And um, Riley Below or Bula, whatever his name is, I really don't know how to pronounce it. Sorry about that, Riley. Uh, linebacker number 49 was an undrafted rookie uh, from Michigan State and they really highlighted him and, and he was a character he was a character on that first episode so uh, it's gonna be really interesting to see and uh, like I said all I'm gonna say is the way they ended it uh, I think was perfect and I can't wait for next week when we go off the air tonight when we finish up the podcast I'll make sure that I watch that before I get to sleep but we're talking about the cameras we're talking about training camp right now And it's almost like the elephant in the room right now when you talk about training camp. You can't help but talk about Noah Spence beating up on rookie tackle Cole Gardner uh, the other day at training camp. And, I mean, if you watch the video, it's a pretty heated moment. And I understand it's Florida heat. It is 93, 94 degrees with a heat index that feels uh, 107, 108 on a daily basis. It's hot as balls down here. And you take a look at these guys out here trying to get better, trying to focus on the upcoming season. Somebody screws up, tempers flare, that's fine. But you look at the way Noah Spence reacted, do you think that this fight could have been escalated by the presence of the cameras and the Hard Knocks crew? Because I guarantee you they got some good shots of that. I, I honestly don't think so. I think it's just two guys that were going at it. Um, you know, one one uh, Cole Gardner is is fighting for his job at the NFL, and Noah Spence is trying to to prove that he has improved and that that he does belong on this team. Uh, don't worry, Noah Spence is, is safe to make the team, but um, you know he's 
he, he's hungry this year and uh, he, he really, really wants to, wants to do well. So, um, I mean, do I think, I, I don't think hard knocks doesn't make up anything, of course. Oh, of course. Um, they're, they're not, they're not, you know, that I don't think Dirk Cutter would be too happy about that. I'm sure Dirk Cutter spoke with both Noah and Cole um, at the end of practice. And I'm sure everything's fine now. But uh, like you said, you know, temperature, hot practicing, uh, especially if, let's say, Noah Spence or Cole Gardner were not having a particularly good day in practice. Uh, maybe they got yelled at by their coaches or maybe uh, they've just been off. Maybe they're tired, sick, whatever, and they're not, not in a good mood. Tempers are flaring. Uh, and, and things happen. I mean, it's just all about, you know, guys guys going after each other to, to make their dreams come true. And that's really, I looked at it from a pros and cons situation, as anyone does, I'm sure. But, you know, way, way back in the day, uh, you know, two, three months ago, when they announced that the Bucks were going to be on hard knocks, I remember a lot of people saying, this is good. It's good exposure for this young team, this team who's going to hopefully come in and win the division. But... You got a lot of these younger guys. You don't want them showing out in front of the camera. And as soon as this happened, that's the first thing I thought of that people were going to go to. And it's not really an argument I've seen. I think you're more on the right and uh, more on the right end of things. It's hot. These guys are miserable out here. It's heat. We're just trying to get better. And hopefully looking to do that at training camp. Tempers flare. Things happen. Nobody was able to talk to Cutter about it. Hopefully he wasn't too upset. It's second week of training camp. Again, we touched on it before. The team's just trying to get better. Um, not much else to say about that, but let's hope let's hope it doesn't create anything too bad. Nah, it honestly shouldn't. It really shouldn't. I, you know, I look at Noah Spence. Um, I love Noah Spence as a player. Um, you know, he's got a little off-field issues, but uh, you know, it hasn't been an issue since he got in the NFL. So I think that's all behind him. But um, I think he'll be fine. I think Cole Gardner. Uh, I still think I don't think he makes the team, but I think he's going to give it his best shot. And uh, the, the game one in Cincinnati is going to be huge for or for a guy who really wants to prove that that he can he can defend against the run and he can also rush the passer. He doesn't want to be just a third down guy. He nobody wants to just come in for for one down and then be taken out again. So he wants to be a first, second, and third down guy. He wants to be, you know the Bucks first 10 sack guy and and he knows what it takes to, to do that so um like like you said you know and and like I said before temper slayer I'm uh, not really gonna put too much into it that's why I actually uh, we didn't post anything about it excuse me we didn't post anything about it on the page um I didn't think it was it was newsworthy particularly uh no offense did give a pretty good shot but um yeah, uh, with overall, the helmet it, on man he punched him right with his helmet on closed fist <laughs> He probably regretted that about five seconds after it happened. But, you know, hopefully those guys did make up with it. You know, they're professional athletes. you got to have a good attitude. And, and you're right. When it comes down to it, it's nothing you can really sit and dwell on. This team's trying to get better and just move on. Don't sweat the small stuff, really. Well, yeah, and, and I mean, this team's trying to, to make the playoffs. And, and, and if they – during a game, let's say week one, Miami, one play doesn't go their way. If they're going to sit there and just think about that one play, guess what? They're not going to win that game. Yeah, they will not win that game. They won't win. They won't win three to three or four games if they think uh, just think about one play that didn't go their way the whole game. Guess what? It happens. You know, things happen. So I, th- I think uh, they got to learn to uh, to rebound. I, I think they will. 
So moving on and heading towards the preseason, a little bit more news out of training camp today. Cornerback uh, Brent Grimes is expected to miss preseason with a shin gash. Uh, Bucks cornerback Brent Grimes was injured his right shin with a deep laceration in Wednesday's practice that is expected to sideline him for the entire preseason. Hopefully he'll be up and running to at least participate in week one against Miami, as we brought up before. But it's been quoted as a pretty nasty-looking cut to his right shin during Wednesday's practice, one that is expected to sideline him uh, from any of the four preseason games. And Cutter made a statement, said, I think he got a spike. Uh, I think he'll be fine. Mm -hmm. So coach said he'll be fine. Let's hope he's fine. But can't speak too soon on injuries, man. It's a scary topic. Yeah, and and, and Brent will be fine. Um, Brent really doesn't even need the preseason by now. He's, He's been around the rodeo. A uh, long time. He's he's done it. He's done it way too many times. So um, he'll he'll be ready for Miami. Uh, you know he got four weeks preseason, and then you also got an extra week, and then you play the game. So um, basically, he's got about five weeks to recover, and it should be fine. Just because it didn't get to his bone or anything, there is no broken bones or muscles or anything like that. It's just a pretty nasty cut. Just pretty nasty so, cut. He'll be um, back on his feet um, for sure. Coach knows best, doesn't he? Mm, yeah, yeah, he'll, he'll be back for week one. So talking about a little bit more news on the Bucks, at least regarding the Bucks, before we jump into our preseason analysis, take a look here. The Buccaneers and the Pirate Ship and Raymond James are under fire from Josh Norman. And Josh Norman, as you guys may have heard, uh, the NFL banned his trademark bow and arrow uh, celebration. I forgot the reason. I didn't really read too much into the story. It's the same thing every year. But Norman isn't exactly happy about it. He uh, he came back. Let me find it here. He came back and he said, I don't understand it. I can't shoot a pretend bow and arrow, but when Tampa Bay fires off their cannon, that's fine. That's a hostile act. Uh, whether you agree with Josh Norman or the league is an amusing debate to have. The Redskins come to Tampa for the final preseason game, and while Norman isn't likely to play at all, it'll be fun to see his reaction each time the hostile act takes place. <laughs> Oh, that'll be great! I love watching the uh, I love watching the cannon highlights. There was one way back in the day. It was a Thursday night football game. Everyone's seen the video by now, I'm sure. But it's Cam Newton, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah. the Bucks got within the twenty, and they fired the cannon. And Cam Newton didn't know what the hell was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. See, Mariucci was uh, scared out of his mind too. Good stuff, man. But don't that pirate ship has been in the stadium, has been a dominant figure at Buccaneers home games since 1998 when the stadium was built. And nobody has said a thing about it until now. If this escalates, which I don't think it does, they can pay they can pay Josh Million an extra, or Josh Million, they can pay Josh Norman an extra $5 million just to keep his mouth shut about it if they have to. But if this becomes an issue where they have to tone down the pirate ship or take out the cannons, I am going to be devastated in... In the football uh, government, if you will. I don't see it. I, I don't see it happen. I just Josh Norman complaining about um, it's literally just him being a, a crybaby that his celebration isn't going to be able to be used anymore, um, and he's just butthurt about it. So it's just something. It's just something for him to say. Um, I mean, you know, I'm not going to spend too much time on it. I think it's pretty stupid. Um, I think Josh Norman. Is a good player, but um, not the best person. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see where I don't see it 
being any further than what he said, though. Yeah, I can't see it getting anywhere, hopefully. But moving on, guys, that's enough Bucks news for now. We're going to take a look at the preseason. Four preseason games for the Pewter Pirates coming up, and the first one going to be Friday. What is today's date? Today is Wednesday. Today is Wednesday, Wednesday the 9th. Friday, August 11th, the Buccaneers take on the Cincinnati Bengals in a preseason contest. First time the Bucs have been on the field this preseason I'm going to throw it over to you, Evan, because I'm telling you, you're the guy with analytics and with scores, and you've been more accurate than I have in the past. So what have you got going on for this game? I'll spit some knowledge, and then we'll move on. Well, I mean, this game isn't going to be you know, about the wins or, or losses. Um, I, I'm not really worried about the final score. I'm worried about keeping everybody healthy and uh, worried about um, the production of some of the some of the guys. Um some of the some of the guys that are going to be on on the on the bubble um, to to uh, to to get to to get to the, the fifty three men roster. Um, Dark Cutter said that Jameis Winston and all of the starters will be playing a quarter in Cincinnati. Uh, unlike in the past, where they played a drive or two, they the offense, starting offense and defense, will be playing a whole quarter in Cincinnati. So expect to see some good action there. I believe the Texans and Panthers starters both played a quarter tonight, so I think that's going to be the norm come uh, the preseason soon. Um, I'm looking at well, – I'm not going to – like fans listen to this. Do not focus on the score. The score does not matter because the game does not count. Focus on who looks good, meaning the fifth wide receiver spot. Who's going to get it? It's, it's a tight race. Josh Huff, Bernard Reedy, Freddie Martino, they've all had their days, but they've all had their bad days. Josh Huff's looked great a couple days, looked terrible the others. Freddie Martino looked great, terrible the others. Bernard Reedy has looked great, terrible the others. Uh, Bobo Wilson has looked great at times, not really as much uh, as the Bucks would like, but, um, I mean, he, he looked... He looked okay in pads. I'm not going to – so this game's huge for him, um, especially the fourth preseason game is going to be huge. And uh, another thing, to so fifth wide receiver spot I'd look out for. Um, what else? I'm going to look for the backup quarterbacks. Uh, I, th- I seriously think Ryan Griffin's having a really good camp, and I seriously think that Ryan Griffin could beat out Ryan Fitzpatrick um, for, the, for the second spot. I think they could just cut Fitzpatrick all around. Um, no, they shouldn't have signed Colin Kaepernick. Don't start me on that. Um, Fitzpatrick, <laughs> was a be- Fitzpatrick was a better fit for the team. It's not. It's not rocket science here, guys. The Bucks have never run. It will never run a read option offense. So, so don't start it. Colin Kaepernick uh, is a is a solid quarterback. Uh, solid arm accuracy is okay, but I just think Fitz fit uh, fit the bill better, especially since he was a veteran. So. I think that that's something to watch. And the other thing I'm going to give you is, of course, uh, the kicking battle. Um, you know, first first time the the Bucks will uh, Roberto Aguayo and, and Nick Folk will be able to, I guess you could say, kick with somebody actually trying to block it. Um, you know, players try to block it in practice, but they normally uh, don't try their hardest uh, trying to block it. This time there's going to be actually people and an actual stadium atmosphere trying to block it. And honestly, let's hope the offense can put some points on the board because if they don't, well, you know, the Bucks will never get a chance to look at the kicker. So I think uh, it's going to come down to who's making their kicks and we'll see. So it's going to be interesting to see, though. 
And that's going to be a good battle to watch. A little underappreciated, but something I'm interested in. Because I remember there was a period of time last year I could not stand Roberto Aguayo. I hated him. I, I remember telling you guys that. I wanted him cut. I didn't want him there. I didn't want him starting. I hated his guts. From what we've heard out of training camp, he's improved tremendously. Made every single kick just a few days ago, even on the tall, skinny post. And you look at him lining up against Nick Falk. We'll see how they do this preseason. Uh, what do you? Who do you think they're going to have on the return game? Because I know that it's a kind of a, a weird topic to bring up, but I've noticed that that's been a hot topic for a lot of people talking preseason. You know, the returner they brought in for Arizona at the Hall of Fame game. I forgot his name. Uh, number 22. I know he had some... I wouldn't say shining moments, but he looked pretty okay for a backup at kick returner. But do you think that's going to be a battle as well uh, when you brought up those fifth wide receivers? I know at least two of those guys could be our returner in certain situations. I think it's going to be interesting to see. Um, Josh Huff has experience returning kicks. I think he'll get us some looks. Um, I think Ryan Smith, who I think is a terrible returner, but they, they seem to like him um, as a returner. Uh, he'll get some looks as well, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see. I'm actually more interested to see who they have on punt returns because they've been shuffling them around a lot. It's been Adam Humphreys, Vernon Hargreaves, uh, a couple other guys, but uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, I, you know, to me, it's I think Huff's is still pretty darn good returner, even though he had that one that one screw up in the Saints game, which fans have never always seemed to uh, to let him go for. Um, bad bounce, weird bounce. He should have let it go, but bad judgment. Oh, it, that's on him. But I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be fine. And I think he'll eventually win that job. Is I think Josh Huff's gonna win the starting, uh, the fifth wide receiver spot. Um, I, I think he he adds the explosiveness that the Bucks want because he has speed and stuff, and uh, gonna make special teams special per se. And uh, just to touch on your thing a little while ago, a couple seconds ago about uh, Roberto. Uh, also made all of his kicks today um, after a, a rough day a couple days ago. Uh, both kickers went two for six a couple days ago. Today, Roberto was four for four, and Nick Hulk was three of four. So um, definitely some, some good news there. So a good look on what to expect from the preseason as you take a look at all of these games. Really just look at the players, how they progress, and how some of these backup guys are going to be able to contribute for the team and hopefully bring up some nice highlights to watch at the end of the preseason. But after the Bucks take on Cincinnati, they travel just a couple hours up the road of Raymond James to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. That's going to be a Thursday night game at 8 o'clock on the 17th of August. Not sure where it will be shown, I assume, local providers if you're in the Tampa area. But you take a look at this Jacksonville game, same game as it is every year. Typically, the team plays Jacksonville in the preseason. Always a pretty entertaining team, or always a pretty, yeah, I would say a pretty entertaining team to watch against, at least for the preseason's sake, because it's the same situation for the Jaguars as they got a lot of guys fighting for those spots, and it's closer than you think it would be. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. Um, also, you sound the local provider. Uh, that game will also be uh, Thursday night, 8 o'clock on ESPN. So it's going to be on National. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, so uh, that's going to be the only Bucks game, Bucks preseason game. It's going to be on national TV, so hopefully the fans can uh, can cannot uh, you know soak it in. Um, yeah, the, the Jaguars game, it's you know the, the starters are going to play a half, um, and then in the third game they're going to play the half, and then maybe a drive or two in the third quarter. But um, 
you never really know what you're going to get in the preseason, so I don't really like to make game predictions. Uh, the Buccaneers won last year. Um, I think it's that's just going to come down to, you know, you'll start to see who's winning the battles. I think with the second preseason game, you're going to see who's going to start winning the battles because with the starters playing a half, that means that there's only another half for the guys that are on the bubble to make their names known. So I think whoever you see starting in that second preseason game, if Josh Huff is the kicker turner or if Josh Huff is the fifth receiver or, you know, if, um, you know, Kendall Beckwith is, is the other linebacker uh, for the whole second half, I think that would mean that he's probably got the lead on the job. And, yeah, you were talking about that pretty much further and further into the preseason games, two, three, and four. You're going to get a better idea of who your starters are going to be week one as they bring out all the starters to play, you know, those first few drives, that first quarter, that half, whatever they're going to play, it'll give you a lot better of an idea. And, and similar things to look out for against Jacksonville, you're always going to want to look at the battles because that's more than a one-week battle, especially for that fifth wide receiver spot and a lot of the returner spots, the kicker spot. It'll be fun to see, and as before, it'll be fun to watch the team develop, and hopefully, I like to see the backup guys get a groove for each other. I like seeing the backup quarterback connect with the backup wide receiver, because it just gives you a little bit of faith. If if everything just went downhill, if all of our receivers got injured and Jameis went down, hypothetically, you look at these backup guys and see if they can get work done. Again, it's preseason. It's fun to think about what could happen, but that's part of preseason. Moving on from Jacksonville, the Buccaneers are in Tampa for the first time this year as they take on the Cleveland Browns. That's going to be August 26th at 7.30 p.m. Not too sure where these are going to be broadcast. I haven't checked up with the broadcast schedule. That's why I actually didn't even know the last game was a national game. Evan, maybe you could shed some light. Uh, No, I'm pretty sure this isn't a national one. I'm pretty sure this is just local. Yeah, always fun to hope, though. Any other national games this year? Thursday night, maybe, right? Uh, the, the Buc- for this for the regular season? Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, the Bucks have a Thursday night game against uh, the New England Patriots. Thursday, October 5th, I believe. Let me check my calendar real fast. I believe it's October 5th. Yes, October 5th. And then they play uh, the, the Atlanta Falcons uh, Monday Night Football on uh, December 18th. Nice. Is it uh, December 18th? Is that going to be home or away? Home. Home? Okay. Yep. All right. As you guys know, the Atlanta Falcons just got that new stadium, so it's going to look really pretty when the Bucks go in there and sweep them this year. <laughs> yeah, definitely. The Bucks, uh, the Bucks tra- travel to Atlanta week 12. Um, it's going to be almost like a really close to Thanksgiving. Uh, so that, that's when that's when they're going to be traveling to Atlanta, I believe. It's actually a couple days after Thanksgiving. I believe it's uh, November 26th. So uh, it's going to be really interesting to see. So we left off on the Browns and the Buccaneers in Tampa. As said before, you're just going to get a look at a little bit closer look of who's going to be your starters, kind of determine who's going to be where uh, as the team comes out. And you said the starters at this point are probably going to be playing about a half, if not a few extra plays into the second or into the second half, third quarter, um, as you were saying before, right? Yeah, yeah. The the starters are expected to play 
first quarter of Cincinnati, a whole half. Uh, that means first and second quarter in Jacksonville. And then in uh, in Tampa versus Cleveland, uh, the first sec- the first quarter, second quarter, and maybe uh, two or three drives uh, in the third quarter. So you're looking about maybe uh, two quarters and a half probably. And same things to look for as all of the preseason games. And finally, week four preseason, the Redskins come to town to face the Buccaneers and Ray J. And as said before, looking for the same things, looking for the conclusions of those battles, looking to see some action from the starters. And Josh Norman whine a little more about the cannon fire as the Bucks put points on the board. Yeah, and and th- th- this is going to be this is going to be the game that that determines um, many battles. Uh, I think the fifth wide receiver role is all going to be wrapped up by then, but I do think the quarterback battle is going to come down to that last game. I think. Uh, whoever starts in, in in the fourth game, whoever starts the game out, because James Winston won't play at all. Um, whoever starts the game out uh, most likely has the lead, and it's up to the guy going on second to put on a show. That's his last chance. Um, and also, uh, it's it's the last chance of the kickers. I think those are those are the two positions. I think every battle is going to be pretty well wrapped up by preseason week four, except for backup quarterback. And starting kicker, um, I, I think that the the team is is going to to wait until the last minute to to decide on a quarterback and kicker because um, you know you don't want you don't want to to ride like you could say okay cut Nick Folk now Roberto is good he's good in practice well you don't want to do that because what if Roberto goes into another slump you know what if he what if he misses uh, an extra point in in Cincinnati and, and now you got now you got a problem on your hands so you, you definitely um, you know, and, and God forbid you let Folk go. Uh, you know, he signs with another team. Aguayo shanks a field goal in Cincinnati, and now you're saying, well, I wish we had Folk back, and, and it's too late. So they definitely want to hold on to, to Folk. And, and the same thing with Fitzpatrick and Griffin. Uh, you don't want to risk them guys getting picked up, so they want to see uh, how those guys perform. And I, I end up, I still think Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to win the job over Ryan Griffin. And I still think Roberto Aguayo is going to win the job over Nick Volk. And we were talking about preseason, just wrapping up that talk, coming down to the battles here in the different positions. Do you think this will be the last thing we touch on on preseason, and then we'll move on to another topic I'm actually pretty excited to talk about. But do you think that safety battle that we brought up before is really going to be a factor in preseason, or, or not really at all? I didn't really get that. What was that? Do you uh do you think that the safety battle, the battle for starting at safety, is that going to be a preseason issue? Well, not issue. Is that going to be a preseason battle or something that we'll just kind of not really focus on? It's already said and done. Um, I I think like I said, I think it's going to be huge for a guy like JJ Wilcox who who's a hard hitter. Um, I think it's also going to be big to see if Conti has improved in coverage. Um, and it's also you know it's going to be it's going to be important to see it. It's also that's also a good thing about the, the the starters playing a lot because you get extended looks at these guys. Um, is Jameis Winston going through his, his progressions good enough? You know, is he is he uh, you know not forcing the ball as much? Is Chris Conti uh, better on the deep ball? Is you know Noah Spence getting a, a pass rush going? Is uh, Quan you know tackling better? Stuff like that. So um, the safety battle I think is going to be uh, pretty much a week to week thing during the whole season. Honestly, I seriously think it's going to be game to game, um, sort of like uh, it was last year. Uh, you know, they unfortunately, you know, Bradley McDougal and Chris Conti 
were two starting safeties, and unfortunately, Chris got hurt, um, which led to Keith Handy coming in. But uh, it it was it wasn't really a revolving door. I'm not going to call it that, but what I am going to call it is like opportunity arose, and, and they changed the safeties. Uh, Chris Gotti was able to be back uh, week 17, and they started Keith Handy instead. So I think it's going to be, uh, you know, if, if Keith Handy starts blowing coverages week one in Miami, I think J.J. Wilcox will come in. That's what I think it's going to do. Um, I don't really think they want Justin Evans in right now. I really don't. Uh, but the other thing that I just uh, remember talking about safeties, I'm just going to touch on it real quick. Um, nickel cornerback. Nickel cornerback is going to be a spot where um, it's going to come down to the wire for preseason game probably. Uh, JV and Elliott, Robert McClain, or Bobby Mack, as their cutter like to call. Uh, Jude Ajay Barima, who actually just suffered an injury today. It's not really good for him with this battle. And uh, Ryan Smith are all going to be battling for it. I end up thinking that JV and Elliott is going to end up getting a job. Uh, I think that they're going to uh, keep Ryan Smith, keep Robert McClain, and I think they're they're going to end up putting Jude either on the practice squad or um, cutting him all around. All right. Wise words from, uh, we'll call you the analyst, our co-host Evan here, uh, as we move on in the very first episode of the new and improved Cannon Fire podcast. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes and YouTube as well. And thank you guys for listening. But we're moving on from preseason, taking a look at regular season. We're not going to break down game by game yet. We'll do that in the next episode, as you said or at least a little bit closer to the regular season. But something fun to talk about every year, and we'll bring it up a little bit more after this topic. Fantasy football. Who do you think offensively are going to be some fantasy standouts for the Bucks this year? I'm not talking I'm not talking game-saving game winners, nothing like that, but I'm just talking fantasy straight points. Who do you think is going to stand out on that offensive roster this year? I think you have to look at James Winston. Uh, I think Mike Evans' fancy numbers are going to dip a little bit, even though uh, if, if Mike Evans uh, was on the board and guys like Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, and all the running backs were off the board, I'd still take him. I just think all the weapons, his, uh, his numbers, his fancy numbers are just going to go down a bit. But, um, of course, I think the guy that's going to benefit from all these weapons is James Winston. And I, I think he's probably the, the best bet um, for, for, your, for your team. Uh, I wouldn't take him in the first six, seven rounds. I think he'll be available in rounds eight, twelve. You know, you know, whatever it is. Um, so I, I shares. I'm, I'm confident about that. Um, I, I think James Wentz would be a very smart pick. Uh, also, a guy that I think you can steal is uh, Cameron Bray. Uh, not many people are taking him. Um, you know, I'm in, I'm in a couple of leagues with non-Bucks fans, and I was able to steal Bray with my last pick and still get some solid guys. So. Um, I think Cameron Bright is, is very, very underrated and fancy, and, and he's gonna have a good year. And, and I was, I was just about, I was gonna bring that up too. Cam Bright, I'm gonna make sure he's on my roster this year, man. Last year, putting up eight touchdowns for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as a tight end. Regardless, he's got a lot of receptions. He put up, I think, damn near 700 yards last year, uh, averaging for. Let me see, let me pull this up here. Cam Bright, 57 receptions for 660 yards. Averaging 11.6 yards and eight touchdowns, he's pretty solid at tight end, and he's a sleeper. And I'm going to make sure he's on my roster. But we're talking about offensive nah, fantasy any, stats. Now, nah, if I have anything to say about it, bud. And guys, that was going to be our next topic. Evan, we're just going to lay it all out there, make some announcements for the show before we wrap things up. 
The Fantasy Draft, the Cannon Fire Fantasy Draft, is going to be coming up here in a few weeks. Evan, give us a little more details on that. Um, yeah, it's it's basically um, a fantasy league that I run every year. Spots are already filled. Uh, it's going to be very fun. I did it last year. Rhett was in it. A couple other of, uh, of uh, Bucks fans are in it that uh, I'm good friends with. And also this year we have... Uh, King Jameis from Instagram, who many of you uh, may know. Uh, we also have King Quan fifty eight from Instagram, who oh, many of you may know. And uh, we also have uh, Rendax from uh, Petercast. So um, very, very excited. Um, can't wait to can't wait to get the draft rolling. It's August sixteenth at nine thirty, or one of those times. I believe it's nine or nine thirty. Um, let me check right here. I got it right here. Uh, let's see. Prime time oh, for wow. sure. I was way off. I was way off. Seven thirty. Sorry. <laughs> I was almost two hours off. Um, well, that would that would have sucked. Um, well, anyway, yeah. It's like I said, it's gonna be a lot of fun, and uh, we we may be doing something special uh, involving my Instagram page. Uh, doing maybe doing. Uh, we'll announce the details later, but maybe doing something special for uh, the fantasy draft episode. It'd definitely be something cool to see as we head towards it in the future. And you're talking about a lot of these guys on Instagram, King Kwan 58 King Jameis. Um, even we had brought him up before, NFC South Rivals. That's another big page for the NFC South. Looking to get a lot more guests on the show this season as we did last season. Uh, under a new format, looking straight Bucks. We got a lot of hardcore Bucks fans all over social media. So it'd be really cool to get some guests on the show and hopefully something you guys can look forward to in the weeks coming. We're looking to do a lot with this show this year. Definitely. Oh yeah, definitely. We're, uh, we've been in talks with a lot of, uh, good guests so far. Um, you know, I've, I've received, uh, you know, some, some interest, just some people that have been interested in coming on and, and agreed that they would come on. It's just all about, you know, finding a good time and stuff. So, uh, be, be sure to look out. Um, we definitely, we're definitely having a fun year with uh, a lot of, a lot of fun, a lot of interesting guests, so uh, it's going to be gonna be a fun year for sure. Definitely going to be a fun year, guys. And one last thing I wanted to touch on before we shut down the show, uh, Mark Cook, the editor-in-chief of the Pewter Report, uh, he was on our show last year. He did a season preview show with us last year. Hopefully we can get him on this year. The guy is very smart. The guy's got a lot of insight. I mean, he's the editor-in-chief for God's sakes. He knows what he's talking about. But just some stuff for you guys to look forward to. Also new this year, we are on iTunes. Uh, but that's pretty much it. Just wanted to give you guys a run around on the show, tell you what's going to be going on. And Evan, unless we have any other topics, man, I think this might do it for the first episode. I don't really have much else to say, you know. But, uh, like I said, it's going to be interesting, guys, to uh, to see how the team uh, performs in Cincinnati on Friday. Um, like I said, do not take the final score. Uh, you know, if they get beat 27 to 10, if that's not a big deal. The big deal is how did certain guys look? That's the final score is not the big deal. The Houston Texans just lost 27 to 17 to the Carolina Panthers. The Texans could care less that they lost. The Panthers could care less that they won. They, they, the, the final score doesn't matter in a game that does not count. So, um, you know, nobody's going to get fired over this. Um, except obviously some players, but no coach, no GM is going to get fired over going to 0-4 in the preseason. Um, you know, the, the 0-16 Lions went 4-0 in the preseason. So you, you never know what's going to happen. But um, my preseason prediction is the same for every team. I think every team is going to go 2-2. Two 2-2. Two. Two two. Solid record for everyone all around the league, man. Better safe than sorry, I guess. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I think that um, I think the Bucks are gonna um, probably lose the first game, beat Jacksonville, beat Cleveland, lose to Washington. All right, plenty of action to look out for this coming preseason as we get closer to Week One against Miami. Good-looking preseason. Way to get us excited for football once again. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for hanging out. And thank you for listening to us here on the new and improved Cannon Fire podcast. Remember to subscribe on iTunes and YouTube as well. And if there's nothing left to say, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching. We'll catch you next time, and go Bucks. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube